Hello and welcome. We are changing things up today. We are talking sports movies and only sports movies. This is a special episode because we have two guests today. They are both huge sports fans and they are serious movie lovers. Their knowledge on both topics is going to rock your socks. With me today, I have Joey Christopoulos. He is the host of the Believe in Betting Chicago podcast. He covers every sports team in the city and gives you advice on how to bet with those teams. And also with us is Mike Choi. He is a resident guest on Joey's show. Today, my usual questions are going to be replaced with questions like, what is the best trick shot? Who is your favorite movie coach? What player has the best nickname? And what sports movie has the most satisfying ending? My name is Luke Cheney. Let's get into it. It is time to talk about movies. All your favorites, all your loved ones. We will hear them and we'll cheer them. It is time for Movie Time Capsule. Sports edition. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. I am stoked to be trying this new format out with you guys. Luke, it is an honor. It is a pleasure. It's been a long time since I've seen you. It's opening day. I'm running on high right now. I'm ready to roll. Love it. Small, small world. The three of us know each other from like indirect means. So it's it's nice to kind of join forces, kind of a la the Avengers and kind of talk movies. (laughs) Yeah, we all were born, grew up in Illinois, made it to LA, and now here we are on Zoom. (laughs) And it's 82 degrees in April. So we did the right thing, Luke. We did the right thing. (laughs) Suck it, Chicago. Um, one thing that you guys recently did together was the um, the bracketology episode, um, which I thought was so smart and so fun to listen to. It's like a March Madness style tournament where you guys just debated on the greatest athlete turned actor in history. Can you guys talk more about that and how it came about? Well, yeah, you know, um, I'm good for about one idea every two or three years. And so this might be one of those. And we just, you know, it's, it's kind of those conversations you have over beers with your buddies, right? Like, hey, what's the greatest superpower to have? Hey, what's the, uh, what's the best pizza topping? So we just kind of wanted to take the bracket format to basically see if we could kind of refine those debates and arguments to crown potentially what is the best of that potential category. So, um, yeah, you know, it's just a, it's just a fun way to kind of go about things. And of course, whoever we come up with in any given episode might not necessarily be the outright champion, but it's, it's a good way to just pose uh, a framework to have that argument. We're here to start the important conversations of greatest <laughs> sandwich of all time and whether <laughs> Apollo yeah. Creed, Apollo Creed could actually take down the rock in an actual fight. And yeah. that's what we're here for. And that's what the show's about. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. So today I think we've got, I give you guys like six or seven questions all about sports movies. So to get to get it going, let's start with Joey. Give us your personal favorite sports movie. What is your favorite? Every sports movie starts with a catch in the backyard. When it's simple, when it's easy, when a game doesn't get too complicated and the money and the bright lights start flowing in, it's got to be Field of Dreams for me. There's so many amazing yes. movies that are 1A, 1B, 1C, 1D for me, but nothing takes me on so many different magical rides than Field of Dreams. I cry at the end of it almost every single time. It's a yeah. perfect movie. Granted, not a lot of sports action, but it is about the essence of sports. It's Field of Dreams for me. Oh, all right, Mike, what you got? Well, you know, um, being all from Illinois like we are, like a lot of these movies are probably skewed towards Chicago movies. Um, Joey, that, that's a great pick, and that definitely is like one of my top ones. But uh, I'm going to go with Rudy. 
I am a lifelong Notre Dame fan. And also that kind of goes with the Chicago thing is invariably, if you're from Chicago, you're most likely a Notre Dame fan. And it's just the story of the underdog who overcomes all these obstacles to finally see his dream come true when he finally gets that sack in the final game of the season of his senior year and just everything that Rudy goes through. And, and in addition to the fact that it's based on a true story, which is amazing too. And obviously there are liberties like there are with any movies based on true, uh, true stories. But um, yeah, man, if you don't get goosebumps when, you know, that final sack happens and when, if you just don't chant Rudy, Rudy, along with everybody else. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know where your soul is. Yeah, that's a big moment. Like, there's no CGI audience or crowd in those stands. Like, it is a packed stadium, and it's such a great ending. And it's Sean Astin making the play, too. That's the thing, is he gets out there, and you get the proportional size of the actual, you know, former athletes turned actors now in this movie, and then he gets out there, he's half their size, he goes out there and makes the tackle. It's great, Mike. It was very high up on my list, my friend. Um, but Field of Dreams, also based on a true story. <laughs> <laughs> Can we actually really quick give it up to Sean Astin while, we, while you brought that up, Joey? Because just the fact that, like, this guy, when you think about it, is responsible for three iconic roles in three different stages of his life, right? You have Goonies, then you have, obviously, Rudy, and then later in his life, you have, you know, the Lord of the Rings series. So, right. I mean, this guy is undercover, one of the most iconic actors that there are out there. I thought you were going to say Encino Man, but I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And even more recently with his appearance in Stranger Th Things, right, in season two. So even currently, he's still relevant, right? Yeah, he's still hanging in there. All right, let's move on to the next question. I think this is probably my favorite question of the ones that I proposed to you guys. What is the best trick play in a sports movie? All right, Mike, you go first this time. Well, I mean, the the obvious one, the obvious one, you have to go with Major League, in my opinion, right? It's it's the final game of the season and the Indians are going to try to beat the Chicago White Sox, unfortunately. And, you know, Tom Berenger comes up to the plate and he pulls the Babe Ruth, right? He points to the outfield as if he's going to hit the home run. What does he do? He lays down the bunt, scoring Willie Mays Hayes from second, game over, Cleveland Indians win. I didn't even think about that one. That's fantastic. That's a really good call. I didn't even think of that as necessarily like a trick play. Um, annexation of Puerto Rico is super close for me from Little Giants. <laughs> but I'm going to go a little bit out of the box on this one, and I hope you guys have seen this before. It's the phantom pickoff play, the hidden ball trick in Little Big League. Now, if you haven't seen Little yeah. Big League, it's the, the grandson, the grandfather passes away. He gets the ownership of the team, becomes the coach. In the end, he teaches them how to have fun. And what better way to have fun in baseball than with some trick plays? First off, it's against Ken Griffey Jr., one of my favorite baseball players of all time. They fake out and phantom pick off Ken Griffey Jr. Now, some people are crying, that's a balk, Joey, but movie license. I think he does actually step off the mound and then fake the throw. Jonathan Silverman on the mound executing it perfectly. Phantom pick off Little Big League. It, it's a sneaky pick. You should check it out. It's one of the better ones. That's funny because like that came out around the same time as Rookie of the Year, which was about another young kid coming to a baseball team, but as the pitcher. It was the blank check era though, right? They were right. Xeroxing these kids with everything movies, the Richie Riches. Like it was all during that time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was also Angels in the Outfield, right? Same thing about a kid, yes. right? Yeah. So it's, yeah, they're very much so, hey, let's put it on the shoulder of the children. Ooh, get is, the is, yeah. is bringing an angel 
Is bringing an angel onto the field and helping you make a catch, is that a trick play, Luke? I think that counts. Yeah. And also, can we point out that a young Matthew McConaughey plays one of the outfielders who, I don't what? even know if he has a line in that movie. So it's actually oh. one of his. Aided yeah, by yeah. angels. Yeah. I, I did not know that he was in there. That's crazy. If you guys were to be one of the three kids that we just talked about from Rookie of the Year, Angels in the Outfield, and Little Big League, which one of those three kids would you have wanted to be? It's Little Big League for me. I actually said this to my wife when I watched this movie two months ago. I was I grew up wanting to be that kid. Rookie of the Year is cool. You're the pitcher. You're actually playing in the game. But he's the manager making the calls, making out the lineup, going through the stats. I was a nerd for that growing up. I would make fake lineups with fake projected numbers for the season for the White Sox and the Cubs every year. I was just a nerd like that. Give me a little big league. Dang. This is unconventional because I would have thought the shoe-in pick for us being from Chicago was right made, uh, rookie of the year, right? I would think Cubs. being able to right pitch for the Cubs pre-World Series, right? This is pre-World Series where it was still just, oh my God, the Cubs are never going to win a World Series in our lifetime. But to be the pitcher on that team as like a 12-year-old, I mean, that that would be that would be my dream. That would definitely be my <laughs> dream. With a 90-plus fastball. That's still my dream today, guys. That's still uh, my dream today. Honorable mention for that, Benny the Jet Rodriguez is probably another kid growing up that I was like, man, I wish I was him. Yeah. Because I was I slow just... and chubby, and I liked peanut butter and English muffins <laughs> back then. And those PF flyers. Oh, man, those PF. My favorite trick play comes from the Disney era. I wonder if it's on your list. It is the goalie switch from D2 Mighty Ducks which becomes the final knuckle puck, I think it is. Yes, I love that. With the Keenan Thompson. Pulls his helmet off. That's just a great sequence from the Whoop There It Is uh, training <laughs> montage of them getting tough with uh, street roller hockey uh, leading into it, and then they finally find a way. That's a really great call. I had uh, the Ducks Flying V as number three on my list, so I was kind of sort of with you, but good call on the Goldberg switch. I love, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, you actually mentioned Field of Dreams, and I, I actually think one of the biggest tricks that we ever saw in any movie, much you know, since like Kaiser Solse and The Usual Suspects, is the whole idea that in Field of Dreams, you know, if you build it, he will come. We all think it's about Shoeless Show the entire movie, and it was never about Shoeless Show. It was about Ray Kinsella building that field so he could finally have that final catch with his dad. So that yeah, hidden, to me is hit, a hidden ball play, trick, right? yeah. hidden ball yeah. trick, hidden father trick. <laughs> it's like the hidden M father trick. It's the M. Night Shyamalan of sports movies. Yes, yes. The twist. <laughs> the twist. Never saw it coming. <laughs> Okay, uh, speaking of players, what's the best nickname for any player in a sports movie? This one was close. It was almost a tie for me, but how can you not do Wild Thing, Rick Vaughn? There's nothing that says like a baseball player that is dangerous on the mound like Wild Thing. It actually was then copied by a Chicago Cubs pitcher named Mitch Williams who stole the nickname Wild Thing, stole the theme song, Grew a nice big mullet out and tried to get the whole vibe. I think also we found out he, he tried to change his number to 99 as well. Wild thing. I know there's a lot of great ones out there, but that's so iconic. It's so it's top notch. Your sports knowledge is, is crazy right now. <laughs> he is a thesaurus and almanac and all those things of sports knowledge. So very, very much so for me. Um, first of all, just real quick shout out to every kid in the Sandlot. Right. We got Smalls. Yes. We got, as Joey, you mentioned, Benny the Jet. Ham Porter squints. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously the dog is named the Beast, right? Um, for me, I'm going to go old school and I'm going to go with a, a sports movie that 
doesn't necessarily get mentioned when you talk about sports movies, but I'm going to have to go Teen Wolf, the Michael J. Fox film, Teen Wolf, oh. because we, we forget, we forget that it, it, at a certain point, his best friend Styles actually starts marketing his, 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 it's the uh, name of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. It, but his, yeah, his friend starts marketing t-shirts that call him the Teen Wolf. And so then it becomes the name of the movie. Right. So, I mean, I, if you can't, find a better situation than where the nickname is the name of the movie, then, you know, I challenge you to find any other situation like that. So I'm going Teen Wolf. <laughs> I, I had the great Hambino from Sandlot very high up yeah. there on the list. Yeah. That's oh, a great, yeah. that's a great nickname. Man, Teen Wolf sneaking in. I forgot all about that. Great choice. Great choices. Okay. Um, who is your favorite coach in any sports movie? You know, uh, the listeners may not know this, but I'm Korean American. So would it be too on the nose if I said Mr. Miyagi? From the wow. Karate Kid, um, you know, we're talking about a guy who, you know, blends being uh, an instructor slash mentor slash best friend of Daniel LaRussa. Um, and, and on top of teaching him karate and all, all these life lessons, he's just a badass, right? He beats, he beats up, you know, Joey Lawrence, Joey Lawrence. I'm sorry. I'm, t- I'm, I'm thinking of the wrong Lawrence, Johnny <laughs> Lawrence and his whole gang of thugs. And, and then actually in Karate Kid too, he beats up Crease as well. So, I mean, this guy is the, the guru of gurus, in my opinion, of, of sports movies. Great choice. Luke, do you have one? Give me yours first, because I have a these. This one was the toughest one for me. This was one was it? really hard. Yeah, I have a lot of options here. For me, I like to kind of flip it because you know Tom Hanks. He always plays the good guy, but in the league of their own, he plays the asshole. He's grabbing his crotch. He's falling asleep. I just love seeing him not be the regular Tom Hanks, and and he's just super fun. And it's probably one of his top memorable lines: "Is there's no crying in baseball." That's one of his top three right luke i'm with you i was sitting on tom hanks when i went to bed last night and then i woke up and then i said to myself you know what move over denzel washington move over al pacino (laughs) move over tom hanks because i'm going brickman from daniel stern in rookie of the year (laughs) my favorite coach of all time if you're talking about a guy that comes in and like what's his his field goal percentage of jokes hit is got to be like 85 90 percent i think every single line that he says in that movie is absolutely hilarious not to tease but one of my favorite quotes may have something to do with him coming up a little bit later in the future future <laughs> question but yeah brickman daniel stern every time it slays me i forget about that movie i rewatch it and then i realize how brilliant and a genius he is in it and even better he's he directed the movie he did what yeah, Daniel Stern, director wow. of the year. Really? Yes. Joey dropping kernels left and right like he always does. That, that's amazing. I had no idea. All right, Joey, you kind of revealed one movie that already makes you cry. Um, but yeah, what's the one that guarantees you a cry every time you watch it? Oh, I'll keep mine simple. It's Field of Dreams. You know, I, I had Rudy on there, but I've walked out of Rudy dry a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Field of Dreams, if I watch it front to back all the way through, there's no way I'm getting out of that without mega tears in the end multiple tears with the doctor and then with the dad for sure when john favreau yells out who's the wild man now he's almost in tears and for some reason when someone else is like getting choked up it instantly gets me choked up so like rudy gets me pretty much 80 percent of the time <laughs> these are all great choices but i i am going to go once again we're skewing chicago and i'm gonna go brian's song so this is a classic 
classic movie about the Chicago Bears and about the friendship of running back Gail Sayers, who, you know, unfortunately passed away actually last year. So rest in peace, Gail Sayers. And, you know, his running mate, another running back, Brian Piccolo. And it's about this unlikely friendship between a black running back and a white running back from two different lifestyles who slowly and surely become friends and allies of one another. And then unfortunately, Brian Piccolo passes away, I think at age 26 of cancer. And uh, yeah, that movie ends with, there's a scene earlier because um, Gail Sears ruptures his uh, his knee and he has, and it's actually Brian Piccolo who helps him train back into health. And so there's a scene where they're running through the park that, you know, that kind of proves that Gail Sears is back to full strength. And so then the last scene of the movie is them running through the park. And then you have this narration about, you know, it's not about the way Brian Piccolo died. It's the way he lived and he lived. Um, that, yeah, that chokes me up every time. Yeah, dang it. I have not actually ever seen that one, but yeah, that sounds what? like a tearjerker. <laughs> I I blame my parents. No, it'll it'll get you. It'll pin you down and you will you'll you'll feel it. You'll feel it in the end. Yeah, it's it's I it's hard to get cuz I don't, you know, every now and then I'll kind of see where it's available and it's not available on very many platforms, but Luke, uh I challenge you. I challenge you to find it and watch it and then report back to us. Cause if, if you're not grabbing for a box of Kleenex at the end of the movie, you know, once again, I, I don't know where your soul is. I'll take that challenge and I will go to napster.com right now. <laughs> <laughs> I got to assume that you guys are like me and um, quotes from movies, from TV, make it into your life all the time. That's how you kind of talk to your friends, whatever. What's the line from a sports movie that makes into your daily life the most? For me, again, it's, it's one of the movies that we've mentioned, but I, I use it all the time, but it, it's the Sandlot. And you're killing me, Smalls. I mean, you just you say that anytime somebody does a blunder that you've witnessed and you're just like, oh, my God, you're killing me, Smalls. So uh, use that all the time. But, you know, again, there's 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 so many. Right. I think there was probably a certain time in my life from the water boy that I was stupidly doing. You know, you can do it. You know, so, you can, <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah, there's there's so many. There's so many. But definitely. Yeah, Sandlot, You're Killing Me Smalls is, is definitely a part of my regular uh, uh, two lines to this day. I think people say that line, not even have ever, they haven't even seen that movie. They just say it knowing what it means. And it's just, it's just ingrained into our pop culture. It's Yeah, you think it's broken into the pop culture, pop culture yeah. realm as opposed to nobody even knowing that it's from. Wow. Yeah, that could be true. That could definitely be true. I love this question. And it's such a great question, especially on opening day, because before I reveal my number one, I'm going to tell you the one that I said today about seven times watching my Chicago Cubs burn through eight pitchers, 11 <laughs> walks and over 100 base on balls and over 214 pitches in four hours of play just a bit outside. Try to nip the corner and miss. How could guys lay off pitches this close? I think I said that about seven or eight times today. Uh, but other than that, what I've said in my actual life, because this isn't my favorite line of all time. It's what I actually say in my real life. Whenever someone drops something from Little Giants, I always go, Fumbaruski, Fumbaruski, Fumbaruski. <laughs> but my number one by far is, so I got that going for me, which is nice. Uh, from Caddyshack, Bill Murray and Caddyshack. Uh, when, some, when something goes wrong or if I had to work some – some crappy shift or something, you know, there's always like, so I got that going for me, which is nice. Uh, truth be told, I have not seen Caddyshack yet from start to finish in my life. So oh, I know that's kind of Protect sacred. the levels, Luke. We're going to scream. Yeah. I will Protect the levels. <laughs> I'm going to Napster right after this myself as well. Yeah. Get on it. 
Man, Although these I, homework assignments are hilarious. <laughs> uh, he's going to watch Caddyshack and you got to watch Brian's song. Those are going to be two different emotive rides. <laughs> yeah. Probably my favorite Bill Murray performance from any movie of any kind as the groundskeeper. Just his little, you know, improv scene where he's slicing the daisies or whatever he's doing with that, that hedger thing. That's the best. Let's Single get a baseline story. then. Let's get a baseline because for me, it's Groundhog's Day. So where, where is Groundhog's Day in your, in your Bill Murray pantheon then? Okay, well, you and probably most people are not going to like this, but I think I watched Groundhog's Day once when I was 10 or 11. I did not enjoy it. Really? Oh, really? I didn't go really? back. So not a it's top five. Not it's a, a light five. ride. Yeah, I, you know, for me, it's Ghostbusters, Peter Venkman. I mean, yeah. I grew up, I knew every single line that he said in that movie by the time I was like six or seven or something along those lines. Very high up there, though, is Kingpin. Uh, any pick any line from Kingpin. Also, very 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 funny performance as the uh, as the villain, the villainous bowler. <laughs> oh man, we got tangents on tangents here. This is awesome. I love it. <laughs> now, did I ask you guys what's the best train montage or what is the best montage in sports? Because it could go a lot of different ways depending on. Gosh, I mean, that- how Luke? I, I, this has to be an end all be all discussion. I, I, you can't pick a better training montage than any rocking training montage. And specifically Rocky Four, right? Hearts Where he's on fire, yeah, hearts on fire, and he's climbing the mountain, and he's and he's lifting, uh, you know, he's lifting them up on the. I don't. It's like a, a makeshift tractor pull while he's lifting him the whole time. He's kind of doing right the 1900s training regime <laughs> while Drago is doing the well at the time the high tech training regime. The sharper image. Yeah. There's so also I mean, there's a stat out there too that I believe Rocky Four has somewhere between 22 to 24 minutes that would be categorized as montage. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding. I think it, I, they they timed it out. I mean, if you watch that movie, it is a it is a walking music video, really. And man, it is it is tough to top. I just watched the major league montages. Those were really fun of them getting better. The montage of Mighty Ducks too, dude. With to whoop, there it is. Yeah. Oh, that one's <laughs> that one's pretty high up there too as well. Okay, here is the big matzo ball. What sports movie has the most satisfying ending for you? I'll go you're first. Right. I'll go first, yeah, dude. It's you go Rudy. first because I it's need Rudy. Yeah. It's Rudy, dude. It's Rudy. I feel the dreams is my favorite sports movie of all time. The ending makes me cry, tears and tears and tears. But in terms of satisfying ending, Rudy Rudiger, what he gets the pink slip of getting into college, what, six times? He gets rejected six times, and they show it throughout the movie, the whole time. The family doubts him. Everyone doubts him. Even his own friends doubt him. He keeps pushing through, gets a couple of cracks of opportunity, in the end actually gets on the field, and then gets on the field and actually sacks a dude on his only play. I mean, man, that's a bowl full of deliciousness. Put me to sleep. My <laughs> belly's full. It's, it's, that's by far the most satisfying for me. Rocky Four is up there. Rudy wins. Listen, just for the sake that we're not repeating the same five movies, because again, I agree with Rudy. I agree with Field of Dreams. That's a great, great, great ending. I'm, I'm going to throw out a hockey movie. I'm going to go with Miracle, right? The Kurt Russell-led Miracle where, you know, we're talking about a real life scenario. And the amazing thing that makes that story and that movie so amazing is that that win actually isn't the gold medal game. Nope. So the gold medal game is against Finland. So that, that Soviet game, that Soviet win is actually, you know, the semifinal game. Right. And so the fact that it still is as rewarding when it's not even the quote unquote championship, it, you know, th- there has to be a lot said about that. And that culminates in the scene, which happens midway through the movie where I don't know. I, I'm assuming you both of you guys have seen Miracle, right? Oh, yeah. Where 
yeah, Kurt Russell after like kind of a disappointing exhibition when he has the guys doing basically the wind sprints, right? And he just has him do it and he just repeats the line again, 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 until finally Micah Ruzioni goes, you know, my name is Micah Ruzioni. And then he goes, who do you play for? He goes, I play for the United States of America. And again, you know, far be it for us to be a jingoistic podcast, but like, you know, that just, that gives you the goosebumps. You know, I play for the United States of America and where the whole idea that, you know, the name on the back of your jersey is not as important as the name on the front of your jersey and so that is a very 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 satisfying movie for me i love that you guys both chose real real life uh, events that have sports movies built around them yeah that's pretty cool but yeah i gotta go with joey on rudy it's that's my favorite <laughs> where, where are you guys at with hoosiers these days because oh growing up, Hoosiers, Hoosiers was like a really important thing. Like your dad or your uncle would rent it and he'd sit you down and be like, now this is a movie and you'd watch it and it was cool. But as I've gotten older, it's just slipped further and further down my list of favorites. And that has a satisfying ending too, you know? Well, the thing for me is that when you look back on it and I don't think I ever realized in the moment, but you know, Gene Hackman as that coach is kind of a dick. Oh, yeah. He's not actually really, um, uh, what you would call an inspirational coach, right? And and it even comes down to the final play where he thinks he's outsmarted everyone and he's going to draw up this perfect play. And all the players are like, uh, no, coach, we want our best player to take that final shot where Jimmy Chitwood actually goes, I'll make it. And so then he redesigns everything for Jimmy to shoot that last shot. So, I mean, even up to the final second, he's kind of thinking like, I'm better than all you guys. I know what's right. And it, it basically kind of takes a mini team revolt for that movie to end the way it does. Somehow I went my entire life until last week without ever seeing Hoosiers. So I have a brand new, fresh perspective on it. And I did not enjoy it. It was and that's fair. That's fair, dude. It doesn't age great, right? Like yeah. it was it's this relic that is supposed to be this legendary sports movie. And over time, it just keeps getting passed by other movies for me, just over and over yeah. and over again. I do not blame you at all. What's crazy is Hoosiers was directed by the same guy that did Rudy. I think it was back to back for him almost in production. I was like, how did this guy make Hoosiers? But I guess, you know, you got you to figure it out and then eventually get to Rudy. Yeah, there just seems like, especially uh, when it comes to sports movies, there are just certain directors that can do it, and it typically seems like once they pull it off once, they kind of go, they're kind of able to go back to it just a little bit, I feel like. Um, you know, in terms of, like, the greatest filmmakers, I can only really think of Spike Lee, right? Or, you know, I don't know what you guys consider Oliver Stone to be, but, like, those are the kind of the only dudes that I've ever seen that were ever like, let's take a swing at a sports film sometimes you know you'll see the major league guys what david s ford and then the guy who directed field of dreams directed a bunch of other i think he did tin cup years later so they kind of are once they figure out that lane they stay in that lane but it's hard to go in there and pull it off you know and i think a lot of that has to do with right it's a sports movie and so again we want a great plot we want a great storyline but ultimately it's a great sports it should be a great sports movie so you should highlight the sport and you know we we talk about rudy right the all the all the football scenes were filmed by you know nfl films so they had nfl films guys shooting those scenes to make it as realistic as possible and so when we talk about you know some of these other directors they they may not necessarily want to highlight the sport much more so than the story so again i I think it is a skill set that is specific to directors that can do sports movies well 
There you have it, guys. Um, gentlemen, this is the end of your, your capsule, so it's time to close it up. This is a low-budget show, so I need you guys to each do your own sound effect for your capsule closing. Go ahead. Joey, take it away. Give me the good stuff. Clap. <laughs> I uh, I will have to go with, uh, uh, we'll just do the, as as the, the, the case is shutting. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. <laughs> I'm figuring out what they're saying now, and I believe they're saying Rudy. <laughs> Thank you so much. This has been so fun. You guys are, God, you are not only versed in sports, but sports movies way more than I am. It's It's been a privilege to uh, hear you guys duke it out in a way. Do you guys want to point the listeners to anything that you guys are working on or got coming up next? Um, yeah, well, Luke, thank you so much for being on this pod. Uh, really appreciate it. Had a super awesome time. You got a fan in me moving forward and everyone that's listening to this pod, keep listening to Luke's pod as well. But if you also like branching out, I have a couple of podcasts with the Believe Podcast Network. That's B-L-E-A-V, Believe. I have Betting Chicago and also Believe in Bears. You can check me out there or find me on Instagram at, at Christopoyos, C-H-R-I-S-T-O-P-O-L-L-O-S. Chicken of Christ, Christopoyos. That's where I am on Instagram. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and as far as for me, I kind of keep up a, a California-based travel blog. Um, so if you know you it's guys, awesome. are ever, I love it. I <laughs> love you, it. Thank you. If you guys are ever interested about finding kind of you know unique kind of off the beaten path things to kind of check out uh, in the California area, um, you know definitely go to my website. It's CaliforniaByChoice.com, and then you can find my Instagram page uh, by the same name. Um, yeah, you know it's kind of one of those things where it's always been a thing where like I've always like kind of exploring and finding new things, and eventually you know somebody said you know you should kind of start logging those things on a website and. You know, eventually, you know, the, the light bulb clicked. And so I've, I've been doing that for about a year now. So, yeah, if anybody uh, is, is so inclined, they can go check out that website. Yeah, now that the world is opening up, if you guys need some great date day ideas or little trips, definitely check out California by Choice. As always, I will leave you guys with a uh, final movie quote. And it is, the price is wrong, bitch. <laughs>